listening to the sermons of the late Pastor Frank Hampton Jr., who pastored the Church of God in Jackson, Michigan from 1963 to 2018. If you would like to learn more about Pastor Hampton or the Church of God, please visit our website at www.churchofgodjackson.com. Again, that's www.churchofgodjackson.com. We hope you enjoy the message. God bless. beginning with verse 17. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceives the hearts of the simple. For your obedience is come abroad unto all men. I'm glad therefore on your behalf, but yet I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. The former clause, verse 20. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. Stay on top. Yeah. Stay on top. Now, we are in an eternal wrestling match with the devil. And uh, we are either on top or we are on the bottom. And it makes all of the difference in the world where we are this morning. Now there are those who have been victims of a fluctuating experience. And there are those who don't seem to or at least at this point, realizes the benefits of once God places you on top, staying there. And no doubt there are those of you who might be newcomers who have seen those under and then up and whatnot, and you seem to be perhaps impressed by that and have become careless with your own experience. But let Brother Hampton tell you something this morning. If by the living grace of God you have prevailed over the devil to this point, 
and you are in an advantageous position, you better take advantage of it. Oh, dear one, I thank God for the awakening that is among us now. The saints of God seemingly have at long last come to realize that if they are in a good position, if they finally have the devil under, keep him under at any cost. Thank God the saints are praying all night, two or three nights a week in one prayer meeting after another. I don't mean gossip meetings. I'm talking about prayer meetings. And they're not doing it so somebody brag and say you're praying a lot. But they realize the necessity of holding the devil right where they got it. So say the God have come to realize. Especially those who have been under. And have been battered by the devil. And have hollered for mercy and just laid that wiggle and that's all they could do. They have come at long last and realize that God has put me here. God has placed my mind in the right perspective. God has given me the advantage. God let me sit on the devil so I'm staying here. You better stay. I admonish you, praise our God, you better stay. Once you shift your position, things don't seem the same anymore, and they aren't. Amen. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10, the Bible says, To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgive anything to whom I forgave it, for your sakes forgave I it in the person of Christ. Now get the tenor of the scripture here. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us. You believe what Paul is saying here? Now Paul said there were those who had some difficulty. And uh, they had repented. God had forgiven them. So now he's telling the saints of God, now deal with them right. He said, now, if you have genuine proof that God has forgiven them, the fruits of their lives proves it. Now, deal with them accordingly. Because now they're already at a disadvantage. And Satan is already pressing them. Now, we don't want Satan to get them under any further than they are. Because they might not be able to emerge. All right, listen to what he says now. We want to be careful here so that Satan will not get an advantage of us. I am persuaded, dear one, there are those who are on top of the devil that this morning the devil has an advantage of them. And that's sad. That's real, real grievous. And I'm afraid in some instances they don't realize the danger or the seriousness or the detriment of that plight. You know, the one uh, in my boyhood, on the, at recess on the campus, the boy used to be wrestling all over. And sometimes they might scuffle for five or ten minutes. And finally one would wear the other down and sit on him. And just hold him there. And hold him there for the whole rest of the session. He'd be wiggling and kicking. He'd just push him down and, and pin him back down. And see, he has an advantage of him. Amen. He warmed down and put both knees on his arms and just sit there. And he can wiggle his head and kick his feet and he just chill him down. Got an advantage of him. That's the very way the enemy does. Dear one, once he fool around and finagle you, out talk you, bring up something on you, get you out of sorts, get your mind different. 
You can't think clearly anymore. You don't know whether you're up or whether you're down. Under accusation. You say, I got it straight now, but you still don't feel right. The songs, instead of lifting you, pushing you down. Somebody said they went before God and they got it clear. Now they're clear of the bell. You say, I did the same thing, but I don't feel the same way. You got something on your hand. You got something on your hand. Paul recognized that fact. He said, you better watch it. Praise that God. He said, now listen, we are going to bruise Satan under our feet, Sean. We're going to have him under. We're going to have him under our feet. But now, if you get him down, you better keep him down. If you ever get that mind clear and get your convictions right and decide you don't mind dying for this gospel. Amen. Get to a point where your life is no longer dear. You better keep it like that. Come on. If you ever get that body and, and your thoughts, amen, and that willingness to suffer, you ever get that thing in its right perspective, you better keep it like that. Pray with us this morning. This is a tremendous thing. He said what? Lest Satan get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices, and I'm wondering if some of us will ever learn the device of Satan. Brother, every four or five days, they are right back under again. God delivers them and shows them how foolish it is to think this way. How necessary it is to trust me and leave everything else in my hand. And God gets you out and you're back under in five, four or five days. God releases you, you beg for mercy, he puts you back up on top again, and the enemy comes like a flood and you're back under again. Going to tell you something. One of these days, brother, you're going to get under and you're not coming up again. You listen to me this morning. Now you think I'm just talking, you watch it. One of these days, you're going to slip and lose your place and you're going to get up and think you're going to shake yourself like you did the other time and you won't be able to shake anymore. One of these days, you're going to try to straighten that mind back and get your faith right and cast your cares back on the Lord and you can't find them to cast it there. Oh Lord, then you're going to wonder what went wrong this time. Why doesn't it happen like it has in other instances? Brother, when you get on top, praise our God. See, this is the situation with most people. They'll fight with all of their might to get on top of a situation and then relax. But brother, when you, you get it this morning, when you get on top, that's the time to fight. That's the time to nail the devil to the cross. That's the time to, to pin him down everlastingly. Listen to what the Bible says. Because we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. He says Satan is a slippery foe. You'll have him, praise God, and you'll scoot out money and you'll find yourself in his position. All right. Over in the book of Job. Now you listen. Let me show you something here. May God help us with this lesson this morning. In the first chapter of Job, verse 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, you know the story, we, we want to get to the meat of it, how that 
He has faith where he was going and he said, going to and fro on the earth and walking up and down in it. Have you considered my servant Job? And you know the response. He doesn't fear you for naught. Give him to me for a little while and I'll make him curse you to your face. The Lord said, take him, just don't touch his life. And you know, here's a whole catalog of things. You notice, everything that could happen to a human being happened to Job. Now you get this. You're going to need this. The one he lost his children. He lost his possession. He lost his health. And his wife turned on him. Wait a minute. Job, you know how he emerged. He emerged successfully. But that's only one way he could have done it. He stayed on top. Are you following me? Listen. Job realized he was trusting God. So he couldn't take time to sympathize with himself. Lord, will y'all pray with me, brother? Job never came to a place of war is me. I'm living right, but look at my situation. And despite all of that, who's lifting a hand to get me out of it? See, if the devil could have got Job to consider any of those thoughts, he'd have got him under. Yes, he would have, brother. If he would have considered any side thought at all, brother, he would have got under. But brother, in the moment where he should have been really excited, where he should have gone to pieces, Job settled himself. The devil has to excite you and make you think that if you don't catch on to it and squeeze it, it's going to apart. And you will get frantic in your efforts to preserve it. You will begin to try to pool your resources. You will forget everything else and focus everything on this. Brother Job wouldn't do it. Brother, he got one report after another of calamitous happenings. Your children, your house, your camel, everything. Your servants. And wait a minute. Let's get on to the last part. About 19. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners out of the house, and it fell upon the young men, and they're dead. And I only am escaped to tell it. Then Job arose. Get it. And rent his mantle. And shaved his head. And fell down on the ground. And began to kick and scream and holler. Said, I can't take no more. No, he didn't. I keep telling you something. I'm trying to show you a point here. Look, Joseph, wait a minute. Now the devil is cutting up here. I mean, he's really raging against me here. So I've got to do something. But I'm not going to fall apart. Now, I'm going to do the reasonable thing. I'm not going to talk about and try to explain nobody what all he's doing. Oh, Saint, the devil really coming against me. I'm telling you the truth. I never felt him like this before. Yo, I ain't got time for no foolishness to be. I don't have time to be talking about how what the devil is doing and my disadvantages and who ain't doing it. I listen. He, he, I'm going to shame. I'm going to get before God. I'm going to take my time. I say I'm going to service. 
You follow me? See, see, I can't panic. I can't have a little side argument with the rest of the people. I can't worry about Bill, Dad, and Eliphaz, and Elihu. Amen. Because they are, or because they said I did this, that, and the other, and they're not helping me out in my distress. I can't go and take my wife in the little rooms there now. Everybody else feel me. Suddenly, you ought to stand with me. But no, I'm going to say, I'm going to do things. I got to survive. And there's only one way to survive. I'm going to church. And I'm going to church right. I'm not going to just up and, let, and look long face on somebody and say, what's the matter with you? I'm not going for somebody to say, uh, pray for something so and so look like she's down in the dump. I'm going to church to worship, glory to God. If the devil can't stop you from worshiping, he can't touch you. I'm not going to the church to stand out in the vestibule. I'm not going to sit over in the nursery and hold my wounds. I'm not going to the bathroom and I don't want me. I'm going to church, thank God, and I'm a worship. If the devil cannot stop you from worshiping, he can't touch you. Listen, I don't care what nobody thinks. You might think I'm saved. You might think I'm not saved. You might think I'm sanctified. You might think I'm not sanctified. You might criticize me. You might heap bad me. But I'm going to worship. I'm going to worship God. Don't let nobody stop you from worshiping. Nobody owns your soul. Nobody owns your soul. Don't sit out your seat. Because what's the matter? What's the matter? I'm listening to him. Joseph, wait a minute. I've been talking with the devil. I'm, I got to get rid of him. I'm going to get rid of him. What are you going to do, Joe? First, no. Go and tell your friend, no. I'm going to shave my head. I'm going to church. And I'm going to have church. I'm going to get in everything to do. I'm going to sing every verse a better song. I'm going to say amen to the prayer. I'm going to live by the testimony. I'm going to shout out the message. I have studied this. Amen. 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 But they don't see me clear. You see me the way you want to see me. Well, look who's sitting back there. I don't care who's sitting back there. Go to God. Hallelujah. I'm going to church. I'm a worship. But what am I going to have next week? Look who's coming home the week after day. I don't care who's coming home. You're already here, and I'm going to worship. Praise the living God. Hallelujah to God. Amen. Wait a minute. What is the devil trying to do? Get him under. Get him under. Look, let me show you something, young people, old people. Look, now you're going to have some grievous situations. You're going to have some problems outside. You grab them inside. Unwise people gonna do things to provoke you. People with no judgment are gonna say things that upset you. 
They're going to ask questions. They all got to ask. They're going to get in things that ain't that business. But listen, you come and say, worship. They're going to say, you ought to do this. And you know you ought to be doing that. You understand? They're going to suggest this. And God told you this. But come to church and worship. Hallelujah to God. That's the only defense you have against the devil. I think my brother Keenan knows. Thank God for the gene dying day by day. Amen. They went off, prayed our God. They thought they were going off and crawling a little hole and die. Wait, wait, where y'all been? I've been to church, praise our God. Amen. I ain't studying them. I'm going to church. One thing about a sanctified person, brother, you can't stop him from worshiping. You understand me? Do what you want to do to him. You might not give him no money. He might be raggedy. You might not give him nothing to eat. They might be hungry. But you can't stop him from worshiping. You understand me? They might not get no new car. They might not have nothing to decrease if you can't stop them from worshiping. Hallelujah to God. No, you can't. Praise God, they have tightened that belt up and come on and we still worship. They can throw a raggedy car, praise our God, and get a jump and come on to church and worship. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah. That's what the devil don't like about us. Cookie jobs. Have prayer, baby, but you still worship. Go to Praise God, worship God. Praise God. That's what you don't like. Prolonged sickness, losing your loved ones, and you come to church and worship. Hallelujah. That's what the devil can't take, children. You better learn the secret. You better learn the secret. Thank God he smites you with a very big affliction. And look at you to stay home two months and recuperate. You, you come and say that same night in worship. Glory to God. Hallelujah to God. Amen. The devil couldn't touch him because he couldn't get him under. Look, let me show you a secret. The devil can't handle you unless he gets you under. You understand me? Look, even when you're wrestling, he still can't handle you. If you're struggling, he can't handle you. You might be on one foot, he can't handle you. He got to get you under. If you don't get you under, he can't touch you. Amen. Praise the living God. Amen. He's got to get you in a position where he can work with you. He's got to make you think a certain way. He's got to make you feel a certain way. Make you act a certain way. Hallelujah. The same situation can face you. If the devil can change your mind, you go under. Nothing changed but your mind. Hallelujah. Joe fell down on the ground. I guess the devil thought you were going in a hole. Joe said, no, you got me wrong, devil. I'm going, I'm going to church. I ain't going to no hole. I'm getting on the ground, but not to go to no hole. I'm getting down to go to church. Praise the God. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. Amen. What you doing on the ground, Joe? I'm getting down to give you some dust to put on you. Praise the God. I'm giving you some dust, but I ain't going to eat it. I'm getting this dust for you, not me. Praise our God. Hallelujah. 
The devil thought Joe going to eat that dust. The devil thought Joe going to eat that dust. Joe said, oh no, that's your meat, not mine. Praise our God. Hallelujah. That's the devil meat. That's the devil meat. That ain't your meat. No meat matter. Pomegranates. Beans. Milk. Honey. Not dust. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord God. Joseph, wait a minute. Let's let, let, let have service. Praise our God. Amen. Amen. Praise our God. Joseph, wait a minute. But how you out church, Joe? You ain't got nothing. You ain't got no children. Ain't got no house. Your wife acting right. How you at church? Joseph, wait a minute. I'm sober. You best not let me get my bearing right. You ain't got nothing. But you know how I came here? I came here naked. And wait a minute. You know I'm gonna leave here? I'm gonna leave here naked. So I'm gonna bless God anyhow. Glory to God. You have to hang with the devil. You have to get out with the devil. You have to, you have to match that with it. You have to back out with it. Pray with the devil. I pray with the devil. I will leave with the devil. So pray with God in the house. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God there. Thank you, Jesus. Pray the living God. Glory to God. Pray God. Pull it. Pull it, Joseph. I ain't going under. I ain't going nowhere. Pull here. Pull there. Pull where you want it. I ain't going nowhere. You know, when you get to pull it, I'll still be on top, Joseph. Let me tell you something. You better quit. You better wake up and listen and realize. What the devil is trying to do when he comes talking to you? He might sound sweet in here, but you better let him know I'm not threatening you. You're trying to get me under. Look what so-and-so did to you. Look how the saints did you. You were sick two days, they didn't come to see you. I'm not threatening you. You're not trying to get me under. You're not trying to sympathize with me. You're not trying to help me out. You're trying to get me under. And I ain't going. I'm not going. I'm not listening to you. Praise our God. Amen. He wouldn't go the son. Praise our God. And the Bible says, in all of this, Job, sin not, not charge God foolishly. If you aren't careful, you will inadvertently charge God foolishly. You're going to say, God, you, you, I didn't have to be like this. You could have made my situation different. You got a cattle on thousand here, you could have given me two cows. You got car factory, you could have given me three cars. You got money in all the bank, you could have given me a whole pocket full of it. You can charge God foolishly if you don't know the operation of the Holy Ghost. If you don't know how God's working, you're charging foolishly. 
I'm so glad that God showed me a few things. That's why I don't have to never complain. You can stay on top of every situation. Praise our God. Amen. Like, like, you told, like, like, like Paul told him. You're going to die, Paul. Paul said, to me to die again. I ain't telling you. Well, amen. Well, if you live, you're going to keep on being persecuted. If you keep on, well, to live is Christ. Because I ain't saying, what up? What up, devil? Well, I guess I ain't got nothing left by. Make him empty his quiver right quick. Amen. Make him shoot his little shots right quick and go and send him back to hell. Where are you going? Amen. Let him know, praise our God. If I die, you got a complicated situation. You better worry about it. You better try to figure it out. You might not get well. That thing might kill you. That'll be gain to me. If I if I if it could kill me, I wouldn't be bothered with you no more, devil. I didn't go while the wicked. I go there while the wicked go see some trouble. And thank God the wicked gonna be at rest. Hallelujah. And you better learn how to stand up with the devil. You better learn how to hang out with him. Praise our God. He'll put you under. He'll put you under. He'll work with you. Praise the living God. I'm going to tell you, dear one, we are facing a situation now that can pull you under before you take a second thought. And all of us are faced with some situation or another that can pull us under. You could go to despair and say, too much. Too much effort is involved. Too much money is involved. Too much of my physical labor is involved. And go under. And go keep on going. You better learn how to stay on top. Some of us have yet to learn it. Thank God, Joe said, I'm not going anywhere. Praise our God. You can bring all you want to bring. Listen, if God didn't allow it, it wouldn't happen in the first place. If God allowed me to get in this predicament, He's going to give me grace to live in Amen. God already gave you your order, Satan. And I know you can't go any further than he allowed you to go. So if God send this my way, I'm going to have church. God is not asleep. God is not oblivious to my situation. And since he knows it, since he's aware of it, then it must be in my best interest if I take it right. Now I might not see it now. I figured it and looked it up and down. I can't see no good in it, but I know there must be some. I know there must be some. If I don't see it now, I'll understand it, I'll understand it better by and by. Glory to God. Amen. Now, dear one, it makes all the difference in the world whether you go under or stay on top in any given situation. Husband backsliding, wives backsliding, children backsliding. Those things are hurtful. They tell us a Sunday, but you can't go under. You can't keep nobody anyway. You can't go under with it. I know sometimes it's awful grievous, but you can't let it pull you under. Amen. You got to stay where you can worship. Praise our God regardless. Amen. Over in uh, 1 Kings chapter 18, the last verse. 46. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he girded up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Listen, the hand of the Lord was upon him. This was just after he had defeated 
the false prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel had prayed the prayer of faith and after the drought upon the earth for those many months he prayed down the rain he had a whole string of victories behind him here now let's go into verse 19 and they have told Jezebel all that Elijah had done here we go and with all how he had slain all the prophets with the sword then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah saying so let the God do unto me and more also if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time if I don't get you by tomorrow about this time I hope I die you've done all this stuff and calling down fire of heaven and win all these victories and praying down rain if I don't mess you up by tomorrow this time I hope I die now I get you and when I say I'm going to get him, I get him. And guess what? Elijah has stood against those 450 prophets. And this woman has such a spirit. You better know what kind of spirit coming, coming, coming encouraging you. You better know what kind of spirit you're dealing with. You can have be on the mountaintop and some old spirit leave you. You ain't got nothing. Don't know where you are, whether you ever had victory or not. Listen. All right. And when he saw that, he arose and went for his life. One little puny messed up woman and he had 450 old rough prophets and false prophets. He withstood them and, and rebuked them and everything else. They show you they want it's not always the big thing they put you under. It's not always the bars and the wild party they put you under. They want it can be some little thing like that that you think you've been blessing. You best find yourself under if you ain't careful. Listen. And came to Beersheba, which belonged to Judah, and left the servant there. Listen, going to be by himself now, so the devil can really talk to him. Get before the Lord. You better know who you're getting with. He'll before the devil. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, and came and sat down under a juniper tree, and he requested for himself that he might die, and said, It's enough, Lord. Now, O Lord, take away my life. I'm not better than my father. Just go on, kill me. I, I can't take no more. Isn't that pitiful? Isn't that sad? He went under. He didn't stay on top. As long as he was on top, brother, they could bring a whole army before him. He walked through. Come on. When he was on top, if it wasn't no rain, his situation, they want, there was no hard situation with it. Thank God he could pray down anything that he needed. I, I'm even nature. When he was on top, brother, his faith was undone. He could believe anything. The devil couldn't weigh nothing in his faith and back him up when he was on top. But brother, the devil kept on using one means and another. He tried to use hard, rough uh, means and that didn't affect him. Then he tried to put his faith to a strenuous test. So you know they have a drought in the land. And pretty soon everything's going to burn up. No water. And Brother, he surmounted that. He went before God and prayed and his faith was tried. He sent somebody time and time again and didn't see that. Keep on going back. I believe God. Go on back. I believe God. Keep on going. I believe God. Well, nothing yet. I believe God. Go ahead on. And kept on, kept on, kept on. What do you see this time? Well, let them little cloud about that big. Well, get your coat. Get your umbrella. With the God forevermore. God showed me and I'm holding on to it. I ain't going to pray one time and don't have them. Then start getting mad at everybody because they will help me. I'm going to ask God for it. I'm going to hold on. I'm not going to turn loose. 
and I know something will have to happen. God said it's got to happen. It might come today, it might come tomorrow, next week, next year, but it's coming. Now you can get ready. It, it, it is coming. I might not be able to pinpoint the hour another day, but I guarantee it's coming. And it'll be here on time. Hallelujah to God. Amen. Requested that he might die. Just kill me, Lord. I can't take no more. Got him under. All of those victories. We're standing all them things. Such a beautiful testimony. Exploits in the spirit. That's why, let me tell you something, children. Now, when God gives you a lot of good victories and you run across a lot of things and jump over walls and run through troops, you better go to all night prayer and start praying. No, brother, I want to I rejoice and get up on the street and tell about it. No, no, get in the prayer meeting, I said. Because the devil going to double it back on you. He's going to double back on you as you're as you living. If you ever have a great big victory, the devil is going to double back on you. And when he come back, brother, that tail going to be worse than his teeth. He's coming back. Coming back. Watch him when he come back. He's always coming back. And if you're not careful, you won't be ready for his return trip. Come on. You won't be ready. And Elijah wasn't. Now he want to go way back in the wilderness and find him old funny tree and get under it and lay down and die. And lay down there. And go to that went on and died, but God had mercy upon the sin. I mean, he was getting on ready. He got on and went on down, brother. Just, uh, ask God to kill him. Let me die, Lord. Usually when people ask to die, they're not ready. <laughs> Most kids. Amen. What are you saying? He went under. Then, well, let me show you something. God was still with him just as much as ever. He had access to whatever he had always had access to. But the devil changed his mind. He didn't see it the same. That's all the devil has to do to you. Change your mind about a thing. Get you so you don't see it the same way anymore. That's all he had to do. Brother, you can clamp down on things and get your, your mind right, your conviction straight, and decide, Lord, this is my life. This is my lot. And shout over it. And if you don't care before nightfall, you'll be ready to back up on it. I'm going to tell you. That's why I heard you quoting this morning in Sunday school, laying hold on it. Brother, when God gives you something clear, you better clamp down on it. Young lady, when God gives you, you better clamp it. You better hold it. God gave you something. I know he did, but you better hold on to it. Praise the living God. You better, you better pack it away. I thank the Lord she was playing one of the songs of Zion when she told me about that and how God flooded her soul. As she couldn't have got that playing James Cleveland and all the other mess. Amen. That's why you need to play something going to inspire your soul. And could have been if she hadn't been playing one of the songs of Zion, she wouldn't have had victory today. She could have been playing foolishness and pushed her further down in the dump. Because ain't much difference in it. Amen. It makes a difference, brother. I'm gonna tell you, you, you got your little recorders. You better get you some songs of Zion and get you tape you some services and replay them and get something that's gonna feed your soul. Praise the living God. You're gonna need all the help you can get, brother. You ain't got time for entertainment, no foolishness. You got to help to realize it. Thank God he went under. The devil used this wicked woman to outtalk him. Brother, I'm gonna tell you something. That's why. When I know I'm going through a situation, but I, I have my God up, I don't care who come to me. Saint, sinner, no anybody else. Why? Because I don't know what kind of speech you under if you come talking. Devil might send you and discourage me. Brother Hampton, God gave me the exhortation. You come on with it. 
Uh, the Lord said that's from the devil. Get <laughs> 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 what you say. <laughs> hey, God, go to go. They told you, you know, say, I'm already on. You go tell me that food is me. God ain't giving you no mess. I can tell me. You know, tell me this. Praise God. <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. I don't need nobody to take me under. Praise God. I'm already full now. Amen. Praise the living God. I'm watching my information. Now. You can talk all you want. I listen to you. Praise the God. All right then. Glory to God. In Luke chapter 4, 18, quickly. We're going to hasten on. Luke chapter 4. Praise the living God. Too many self-styled prophets anyway. Praise All right. Luke chapter 4. Verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, and recover the sight of the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised. Where are they doing bruised in the first place? Why are they bruised in the first place? The devil got them under and bruised them. You're supposed to bruise the devil's head. That's right. The Bible says, he shall bruise your heel and you're going to bruise his head. And now he got you bruised. Too many bruised saints of God. Purple places. Too many purple places on you. You got too many purple places on you. For the devil done bruised you. Everywhere we touch it hurts. Come on. Brother, when he gets you under, he's going to bruise you. And if you're careful, he's going to bruise you in a vital spot. And many times bruises don't heal fast. Brother, sometimes you can get some bruises and you come back six months later and that thing is still black and purple and changing colors. Still sore after nine months. Sometimes it turns into cancer. So you better be careful how the devil bruise you. Sometimes you ask me, well, what happened? Well, I just got a little bruise there and kept on being sore and it never would heal. And after a while, I went and had it diagnosed and it was cancer. You better watch them bruises. The devil come against you and, and bruise you a little bit. You think it ain't nothing at all. I've been bruised before. All right, keep it up. Keep it up. Think I'm a, you better continually and consistently bruise his head. That's what the word of God says. Amen. First Samuel chapter 19, as we hasten to a conclusion. Verse 4. Jonathan spake good of David. Saul said unto Saul his father, and said unto him, Let not the thing, let not the king sin against his servant, against David, because he hath not sinned against thee, and because his works have been to thee ward very good. For he did put his life in his hand and slew the Philistine, and the Lord wrought a great salvation for all Israel. Thou sawest it, and didst rejoice. Wherefore then wilt thou sin against innocent blood to slay David without cause? And Saul hearkened unto the voice of Jonathan. And Saul sware, as the Lord liveth, he shall not be slain. Saul, Jonathan explained the situation to Saul. Saul saw it. He said, you letting the devil use you, Papa. And so Saul said, you right, boy. I'm going to get on top of the devil. But brother, he fooled around and let the devil get back on top. And before David left, he was 
trying to kill him again. How is it many times they want in your home? We explain to you how to get the devil out of your home and, and the relationship between you and your wife and you and your husband and you and your children. We explain it to you. We get together, we pray, and you get the devil under. And before the week is over, you're back under again. God give you victory over something. You see it. How foolish it was for me to enjoy a pleasure for a moment at the expense of my joy. I'm going to cast this thing away. And then the enemy begins to suggest to you. You begin to think about it. You begin to rehash it in your mind. And you find yourself right back under again. You get in a good prayer meeting and make vows and even when God shows you something with clarity, you settle a few things and before it's over, if you aren't careful, that same old spirit will have you back under again. It's not all in getting on top, but they want staying, staying on top of situations. Oh, how many times have I observed saints of God making declarations? Get on top of a situation. I'm not going to worry about it anymore. I'm giving it to the Lord. And before the night's over, you got it back again. Holding it in your hand, looking at it. Amen. All right. Maybe a couple of other scriptures. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. Read for me. All right. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Let me tell you something, and I trust that you know it by now. Dear ones, if you ever get that body under, we're talking about the body now, you better keep it under. Now let me show you something. You get this. I'm going to show you a secret. And this is a vital secret. You get this. You better give all ears. Adam Clark, in his commentary, said something. And brother's right. He said, look, now, he said, now, if there are any of your faculties that you don't use, they become dormant. They don't require. In other words, if you do a lot of eating, if you stop eating all that was necessary, your body will quit longing for it. Or anything else. God so arranged that. It, you got to use any of your members for it to keep required. I know what I'm talking about. See, if they lie dormant, that reproductive aspect will die. And it won't be as if you're using it. Because if you eat all the time, your body comes to calling all the time. And that goes for any of your propensities or your desires. If you use it all the time, your body will be required. But if it's dormant, God so arranges it. So the requirement will be almost nil. Take that, take that, take that. Take that. Take that. Don't let the devil fool you. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. Amen. So we're saying, dear one, if you ever get that body on that web, I'm going to prove it to you. You know it. There were those of you who could fast at the snap of your finger and go as long as you want to. And he called you and on a moment's notice. It would not be any problem at all. And you messed around and lost that thing. And now your mind won't have to let you do it anymore. You can't, you can't let pass, pass, uh, 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 pass the 12 hours to save your life. You go 72 hours, 98 hours, 
hundred out anything you wanted to go. Why? Your body was so under that whatever you suggested to it, it would just lay there and accept it. But you let it get on top of you. And now many of you have been for years trying to get in a position where you can fast, where you can keep yourself under subjection. Some of you say, I'm going to stop going. And you start staying at home and reading the Word and meditating. And you got so that old going spirit didn't affect you, but you started back again. And now you got to try to justify it because you can't handle it. Right in the concluding scripture over in Second Peter chapter 2. Oh, blessed God, verse 20. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. Some of you might be under right now to rise no more. You had God gave you good victory and you messed around and let the devil wrestle you back under again. So you're going to learn. You're going to learn at long last. You're going to learn at long last the benefits of staying on top and quit allowing these little petty things to pull you under times and times again. 2.22 Peter for if after they have escaped the pollution of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ they are again entangled therein and overcome the latter end is worse with them than the beginning listen to what he's saying he said you won't top now you let the enemy struggle with you you let the enemy wrestle you back under and now you're worse off than you were to begin with. That's why many backsliders are in a worse predicament than they were. Oh, they think I can just come when I get ready to, but I tried. Brothers, they're worse off. And many of you have had victory over everything. Worry, concerns, anxiety. None of that meant anything to you. Because you had prayed and your God had cleared your perspective. And none of those things affected you or even phased you. But you fool around let the spirit get back on you. Now everything bothers you. Things that you laughed at, things that you shouted over, things that you uh, you turned up your nose at, now have you under a gang. And the Bible says your lady ain't gonna be worse. It's gonna be worse next time. I told you about the lady in Gary, I believe it was some years ago, had this putrefying sore on her leg. The enemy had pressed her under, couldn't believe God. The saints came there and built up her faith, prayed for her. Knowing enough, she reached out by faith, claimed her healing. God healed that leg. God quickened one of the saints of God to tell us, to look, God heals you, but if you let that thing get you under again, you're going to die. And she fooled under the devil, kept on talking. You know that thing don't feel just right. Rub it and all that kind of mess around with it. And that thing came back on her brother and the saints couldn't help her at all. Why? She went under at the wrong time. And they couldn't bring her out from under that thing, brother. She couldn't get her faith back anymore to accept her healing. And she died. By the same token, dear, when we pray for some of you, sometimes you have situations and can't keep on top. And we pray for you and God releases you and you shout the victory and praise God. And a little while later, you're right back where you were. May God help you. I'm going to tell you. There's some things you put aside. You, you start playing with it and, and itching on it and touching it and messing with it. And now you get on that spirit again. You're not going to be able to turn it loose. I keep telling you about it. Now you watch and see what I tell you. And then you're going to try to justify it. You're going to try to be saved over top of it. You're going to try to keep joy over it. And you can't do it. You're going to deceive yourself. Now I'm going to tell you something. If you need it this morning, Billboard, if you need to get on top of the devil, we'll help you wrestle him down one more time. And you better know whether or not you are on top. You need to know that. You can just sit up and drive if you want to and act like you're where you aren't. But they want if you mess around and had the victory and you let the devil switch positions and got you back under again. If you humble your heart 
while God is dealing with you. God will put you on top this morning. God will help you this morning. If you're humble enough to admit it. And you promise God, Lord, if you do, I'll stay. I promise you, I'll stay. Amen. Shall we stand? Shall we stand? Let's get on top this morning. Let's get on top to stay. The prayer room's open or the altar's open, whichever you prefer. All right, without a lot of pleading, you know your situation. You have to have time to analyze it. So now if you want help from God, come on. Amen. You're not going to be happy until you're on top of it. When you can't be victorious, pray, amen, your praise is going to die and everything else. May God help us. Now, some of us have been under so long now, it don't seem to make any difference anymore. But I'm going to tell you, dear ones, I'm going to tell you something. When you realize the fact that being under is detrimental, you're going to begin to try to kick and try to plow back to the top, and you're going to find yourself with weights on your soul. You're going to find yourself with weights on you everlastingly. One precious soul that you know about, backsliding, back in, and backsliding, back out. And brother, the devil got under this last time, brother. And he put weights all over, all over us. I'm going to tell you something. You might think it's nothing, brother, but when you want to come to the top and you can't come to the top, you're in a mess. When you're trying to emerge, you're trying to get cut free and you can't do it, you're in a mess. And I'm going to tell you, dear one, if God puts you on top, if, if it's your faith or whatever it is, you better stay there. And if you're not there, you can say, Lord, I was there, but it slipped away from me. It slipped away from me, and I want to get back on top, Lord. And whatever it takes to get back, I'm, I shouldn't have let it go. But since I did, I'm, I'm ready to wrestle my way back to the top. And I promise you, if you put me back on top again, I'll stay, Lord. I'll stay this time. And I believe God will be merciful to you. God will be merciful to you. Amen. You're going to learn, dear ones. You're going to learn the benefits of staying on top. May God help us. God, when you're under the bed and kicking and doing all you can to try to get a fresh breath of air and you're being smothered by the powers of the devil. My God, you, your life is being snuffed out. You're trying to get a fresh breath of air and the devil won't let you breathe. Saints are going forth like they were this morning and you can't feel anything because you're under. You've been trying, amen. Some people get, got that old spirit of fear. Can't testify, can't pray for them, can't do a lot of things. And God break them free of that spirit. And now they're back under, now they can't break free no more. You better go before God. Say, Lord, get me free this time. Get me free one more time, Lord. I promise you I'll stay. I'll run for my life. Give my testimony back one more time, Lord. Give me courage to testify once more. Give me courage to go forth. Lord, help me. Oh, blessed God. Dear one, while you can while you can get on top why don't you while you can emerge why don't you it might seem like nothing to you now you might say well, I can do it when I get ready to well you're the most deceived person on earth even those of us who are saved if you can lose a little ground and can't really get it back let alone a sinner may God have mercy and do one may those if you are on top may you recognize the benefits of it may God help us Oh, may God move on our hearts. I've seen poor souls, they want to go under, and just before they go back to the world, it's such a sad predicament. You're trying to lift them up, you're lifting them up three or four times, and now here they are under again by the devil, and you're trying to encourage them, trying to persuade them, trying to push them, trying to plot them, and brother, nothing you can do will bring them up. It's so sad. 
It's so grievous. Brother, some of you have already gone under for the third time, so if somehow we can revive you, if somehow we can do uh, mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, you ought to be running for help this morning. You might not be able to get up even at that. Oh, may God have mercy. Lord, some people have been under so long, I guess they just say, well, I guess I just stay on and go and drown. But brother, it's too serious a matter to make that kind of concession. We need to know when we are under, whether we're on top. I'm going to tell you, we need to know. Brother, circumstances, circumstances that you had victory over can pull you right back under. And make you in a worse predicament than you were in. All to work us. Amen. Be an overcomer, only coward yield when the force on the battlefield we are blessed.